this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Yo, what's up? It is the Pie Boy Podcast. This is episode 108. I'm Sparky, your host, your writer, your poet, um, storyteller. Here we are. Interesting stuff. So getting into new things, uh, talking about my poems that I'm working on putting into this book called The Part-Time Blues. And... Oh, I just realized I gotta shut the door. Hold on. Just thinking about it. It's it's weird, but I wanna do this. I just feel this purpose, this sense of purpose, this motivation to talk about poetry in a real way. And another th- I realized another thing that inspired me to do that was something that's connected to poetry in Oregon specifically. And a lot of states have this and our nation has this, but a poet laureate. So basically our, our spokesperson for poetry and trying to keep it relevant and inspiring people and getting uh, more access to people to be a part of it. Uh, poetry, they have it for literature, but our person I really want him to come to our school and we're having a hard time getting a hold of him or whatever. And that's not the point, but because of that, I started going down the rabbit hole checking out his stuff, showing my students. And we looked at his poems and different things. And I love him. I think he's a great writer and a great poet, but he's on a different level. And why I'm doing this is because uh, he, he can exist too. And being this elite poet and somebody that, can code switch and go into the very literary world of this stuff where it's really uh, kind of stuffy and white and ruled by old poets and old forms of poetry and different things. But guess what? That's so limiting. And it just fires me up where I have to do this because poetry is for everybody. Language is for everybody. Writing's for everybody. It's not just for old white guys and he had this great uh, interview with the Willamette Week that I'm referring to with um, Matthew Singer uh, talking about Oregon's new poet laureate, talking about rap and revolution, find poetry's place in this current historical movement and all this stuff. And it, he's a person of color too, and like, but he's in that elite class, and I don't think he gets it. And I don't want to talk trash about him, but I just want to say thank you for inspiring me, man, to do what I do because you don't speak to everybody. And maybe that's not your job, but as a poet laureate, maybe it should be. And like something, I just have some issues with some of the things that he said in this interview about rap and, and poetry and like, yeah, for sure. They have to be separate things. And Um, A lot of the time poetry gets slumped into like this whiteness and this elite class and all these things. Uh, It isn't that though. If you know, I guess you have to come in from the back like me where, uh, yeah, I did poetry in middle school and high school and I wasn't really into it. And it was because we were talking about old white guys and old poems that like, it was hard to connect to those things. Like it was cool language for sure. Interesting. 
but it was hard to connect to those things. And it's just like, it's still happening. It happens right now, 2023 with that kind of stuff. And literary arts is definitely um, somebody that does that. And they don't even realize, they don't even realize how like they push out so many people, not just me, but like my students, my students don't fit into this stuff. But one thing that they do fit into is this hip hop and rap connection to poetry. And in his article or not his article in his message, an interview he's talking about like yeah they're separate things totally 100% i get that but he was saying like people are trying to make these comparisons and like they feel like you need to compare it to poetry to hip hop so then and rap so that rap gets its credit and uh, but like people are forced into them like no no we're not no we're not and yeah they are separate but rap is poetry man like it's under the umbrella of poetry poetry is taking all the raw elements of the world and your life experiences and throwing them all together like an alchemist and creating this other thing with language that's unique to you and to other things and yeah it sounds like other stuff and whatever but yeah I don't know. Rap and hip hop are so connected. And I just, I feel like it was a mistake on his part to say that. I can't articulate it all the way, but I want to talk more about it as this podcast rolls on and just like challenging, man. Like, what are you talking about? You don't listen to poet or listen to rap to maybe help you write poetry. I don't know if that's exactly what he was saying, but I'd love to have a conversation about that. That'd be a great debate in front of my students. Uh, to hear that stuff because so much stuff that I'm finding now is that like rap is poetry and it's undeniable. And some of the greatest poets are, are some of our hip hop and rap artists. And the one thing that he was missing, and I see, I see where we can say, Oh no, rap isn't poetry because not all rappers are poets or even writers and not all hip hop people are even poets or writers but those, but they're there. It's, it's a balance. I'm not saying all of it. That's the point. Not all of it, not all hip hop, not all rap is poetry, but there's so much that is. And I think we have to talk about it in a different way and not separate it and not say, well, uh, when I'm trying to like get into poetry, I'm not, I'm not going to my bookshelf to pull out a tribe called quest or whatever. Dude, what are you talking about? Some of the greatest stuff I've ever written. And I know other people do is being inspired by things like hip hop and rock and roll and music to help us write better, to try to catch uh, rhythm logic and all these things that are kind of unexplainable. I don't know. Cause I, I don't think I'm a, a rapper or a hip hop artist, but I definitely see the connections. And I definitely use hip hop to strengthen my poetry. I don't know if I said everything I wanted to say, but Anise, come talk to me, man. I'd love to talk more about that. And maybe you'll school me, but maybe I can teach you something too about this stuff. Anyway, let's get into it. There's a lot of talk about that, but I'm here to change the game. Long story short. Today, a new poem, or one that you've never heard, but one that I'm going to talk about that is called Deep Thoughts in a Shallow City. And it is all written about my city and inspired by my city, Portland, Oregon. And something from last podcast, I talked about 
I feel like a lot. It's just people feeling like they know about this city and all this trash online. And yeah, I shouldn't read that stuff, but like it inspires me and I, I don't really engage with it except for right here. Um, but I just think of just the terrible things that people I know are saying that I know for a fact that they have nothing like they might've been living here for a little bit, maybe working here during the day, but then going back to Malala or whatever other real shithole that they're from because, ooh, excuse me. Um, I'm thinking about one of my brother's friends and constantly saying that oh, Portland's such a shithole and all these things. I think you just don't understand where you fit in there. And I think you need to have a little bit more empathy for the things that are around us. So that being said, I, I wrote this poem because of that stuff. And I'll read it and then we'll talk about it. And then we'll call it a night and send you on your way. Deep Thoughts in a Shallow City. Deep Thoughts in a Shallow City. Soft landings in a grim future. Where homelessness is the new normal. But it's not normal. But what's normal? I know there are people, so wouldn't it be normal to lend a helping hand? Instead of spending a grand at the strip club, or spending a bunch of money to support the local gun club, or the drunk of the month club? Get the ladies involved. Get the winos involved. Get the honkies involved. Give them purpose. See what comes to the surface. The rest of us struggling need to come together. Tether the skateboard creeps, black sheep, sneakerheads, trippers, the OGs, the nine to fivers, the teachers, the yuppies, the cooks, the bakers, the families, the little sallies, and every one the man forgot in the pandemic, no doubt. Deep thoughts in a shallow city, soft landings in a grim future. All faith, love will be the feature. As I was reading that, it helped me remember something I was going to say about the poetry thing is <laughs> a couple more things and then we'll talk about the, the poems. I was reading this book and I feel like this helped me understand the connections here is it's called The Book of Rhymes, The Poetics of Hip Hop. And uh, I think all poets should read this and all writers and different people that love hip hop, but people that don't understand hip hop maybe could read this. Uh, it's by Adam Bradley. And some of the things he said in there is just how hip hop and rap is this universal language. Not all of it, but there's a lot of it that is. And it's very special. Pulitzer Prize winning stuff, people. Kendrick Lamar. Um, but he was saying that a lot of the poetry rhythms and kind of sounds and um, rhyme patterns and all these different things are ingrained in us from so many things from like the music that we're around um, thinking about like grade school being like music class. And uh, I can't think of the beats like da, 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 like learning about that kind of stuff. And like those things get ingrained in us and they have, before even now for centuries there's these ancient poetic forms and song rhythms and melodies and things that just get caught in us and passed down in weird ways and a lot of rappers and hip-hop people writers um 
and early on they saw this, but now like more and more now is that those early forms of melodies and rhythms and rhyme patterns and rhyme schemes and things are coming through and without some of these hip hop people even knowing it, and it's taking scholars to see this stuff. And maybe that's where Anise is not seeing that is that maybe he's not a scholar in the sense of looking it's like he's writing this great stuff in his own world, but then he's not going down with, the people and like seeing these things that are going to help us in today's world with poetry and language, whatever. But this book helped me a lot. And the anthology of rap helped me look at that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not done. I, I'm just going to become more of a student of the game because I think it's important. I don't know what it is. Something deep inside of me is telling me is I need to do this. And I feel like other people need to do it too. Cause maybe uh, for other people that are not of color and don't really appreciate hip hop and don't see it as poetry, maybe they will because some of us will get hip to it before it's too late. Anyway, let's get back to this poem. Deep thoughts in a shallow city. So I wrote it during the pandemic and I, what I was doing actually it was it was really hard times because uh, right before the pandemic I was two years into this teaching career and I hated it I hated where I was specifically um, and I put in my two weeks right before the uh, the like shit hit the fan before we had that first two weeks said, oh we're gonna do a two week lockdown and everything will be okay. And I had put in my notice two weeks before that. And then there was a hiring freeze for education, even though like months before they were saying this would be the biggest hiring years ever because of all this money that was coming through from this bill or law or something. And the pandemic just F that. So I found myself with no teaching job and just having a sub job, but there were no jobs. So I had to DoorDash. And I was seeing my city, seeing all the deep and dark things happening with the pandemic firsthand every day at varying times, night, day, morning, whenever, weekends, weekdays, weeknights, blasting all over and seeing some ugly stuff, not just the homelessness stuff and the zombie campers and fricking, uh, the no fly zones or whatever, like the no entry zones and the Antifa people running around and all the freaking proud boy and crazy right wing people flying around and people just beating each other up in the middle of the street and stopping traffic and people's asses hanging out. Just insanity. It felt like Mad Max every time I did DoorDash. It became kind of like a game. Uh, like a movie. I felt like I was like, plugging into GTA or something every time. It was like a mission. And I <laughs> came up with this nickname even around this time, DoorDash Carly. And I had this playlist that was so heavy to hip hop and things I was listening to. And like one song that I got so into, and it, it definitely is the vibe for this song but all or this poem in this time period in my life um trying to piece it together in the middle of a world pandemic uh is beastie boys and posse in effect 
from the album licensed ill and i would just listen to those things and just get so pumped up i had to get pumped up to deal with this crazy fucking shit that i was doing door dashing <laughs> and like i'm looking at this stuff and the homeless stuff is like it is the new normal unless we do something about it like people won't even pay fucking taxes around here like uh uh was it the shopping tax or whatever because we're like pinching our fucking pennies so much or whatever it is but we're literally hurting each other by doing that that's where these words come from for these poems is just meditating on those things and ruminating on those things and i just i just don't get it that's why I asked this question, but like, what's normal? Like, I don't even know what normal is anymore. Even before the pandemic, just looking at people's behavior. And like, I wrote something on here. It's just, uh, I just think of all those people I saw, the nameless, like so much pain and determination and anger and frustration. These fucking shit asses and assholes walking around. And like people, way people were driving. It was just the end. I just was seeing the end of civilization and like the end of my city. Really, is what it felt like. And I, but I felt, I felt that. But I also felt inspired. Like there's other people too. Like I'd look and be like, dude, you're seeing this, right? Like let's change this. And I would see these like ores of people that felt the same way, even though they didn't say a fucking word to me. But I felt it. Like we got to do something different. We got to come together. And I was like, look, and these are all the people, like the people in the middle. Like there's some people, all the stuff, it, they didn't give a fuck before this and they didn't give a fuck during this or even now. It just made it worse for them. Trash people. But then there's these like higher up people were like they had money. It didn't fucking matter that we weren't working or whatever. And they're just like, ah, like just like hate their life. Like, oh, I want to go back to work. All these things like the ones not listening to the mandates and vaccines and all stuff like there's extremes but two extremes that there's all these people in the middle the nine to fivers the skateboarders the teachers the students the so many people and like why aren't we helping why aren't people helping each other in just little ways like it's i don't know there was just a lot of frustration swimming in my head like uh, is it my fault like am i not doing enough can i do more and i tried to do like little weird kind things when i was around like if i had changed like give it to as many homeless people as i could or just say hi and wave at people i feel like people just stopped waving for a time period like people were stopped like i i remember talking to a friend of mine and we were writing stuff back and forth and i have another like so many poems around this time of feelings and things that I was seeing. And I remember telling him like people don't even fucking pull over for the ambulances anymore. Like for a time period that stopped. And I just remember flipping out one day because these people almost cars eat another crash because they just were like, fuck that. I'm not pulling over. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It does matter. Like I see that and it's like some people just like, all right, it doesn't matter to them. doesn't matter to me either. And they just like follow the train, the freaking sheep. But then I would see that and be inspired to do the opposite, like extreme opposite of that. Yeah. 
But there's hope in here too, like deep thoughts in a shallow city, soft landings in a grim future. All faith, love will be the feature because you know, I know what it can, what can happen. I know like love can save us and I see the possibilities, the good things that would happen out in the world, door dashing and trying to write to make sense of it or just get rid of some of these things. Yeah, instead of spending a grand at the strip club, why not lend a helping hand? We're supporting the local gun club. Like people throw all this money at a fucking gun club, right? And thinking it's gonna make them feel more safe. Well, it's like hurting the rest of us. You're hurting the rest of us. I would love for them to listen to this and just just listen. You're messing up, man. And all my homies out. Or people I know on Malala and Gresham and all these other hillbilly places. Like, smarten up, man. Do better with your firearms. Because it's inspiring the rest of us in bad ways. Bad ways. The city is hurting. Whole state whole nation just stop it and get involved <laughs> everybody even like i, I don't want to hate those people i d really don't if a wino or a honky or a freaking proud boy even wants to step up and help other people and just like put their extreme views to the side great like that's what you can do it you can have extreme views and do good things too I think, I think that's just like a human, a human nature. You got to have faith though. All faith. You got to have a lot of faith to find that for yourself. Anyway, going off the rails, so it's just a lot. These things, I've got a lot to say. And poetry is a vehicle for people, not just me. Get those things out in creative ways like maybe some of these extreme people would be happier if they just wrote get their poetry out like it doesn't have to be published or sound any good to be poetry that's the secret it just gotta be you in whatever form makes sense all right yeah reflections and connections yeah, I'm just freaking out about BC boys right now. We'll end on that. And posse in effect. I, I've been listening to the audiobook. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Uh BC Boys story. I saw the movie already. Um, but I listened to the book and there's different stuff. I just learned this like history of rap early rap music and them like trying like catching that wave and being some of the first white rappers or whatever that means just doing something different and changing the game i get so pumped up listening to that stuff it just makes me want to keep doing what i do keep writing keep being different and that's okay so if you've never read any poetry and you've listened to this right now, just do it. Just write something. Set your timer for five minutes. And the next time you're angry or frustrated about something you saw or felt or 
dealt with or know you're going to have to deal with instead of fucking flipping out or just like holding your breath. Maybe set that timer for five minutes and go be with your thoughts. Go be with those emotions and try to turn them into some words. See what happens. Be surprised. And there's also science to back up that you'll probably be less stressed out. But who am I? I'm just a guy that uses writing to feel better and to connect to people and make sense of life. So with that being said, until next time, happy hunting, peace. I'm not sorry for my rant. Um, Maybe it'll be more clear as we go. I think our poet laureate's dope for the record. Just want to push those people that have the power because I think that's our job. Because they have a job, and as listeners and writers and lovers of language, we have a job too. Just keep doing it. Happy hunting. Till next time. Peace.